This is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Remember that song again, Dino? When it's was quite it? romantic, 80, isn't it? 86, you reckon, came out? When was Top Gun? 85, 86? So. Quite romantic, isn't it? Do you romantic? Our next is a romantic? Should we ask him? Let's ask him. Phil Buds Rothfield, good morning. Are you a romantic, mate? Like, a little bit, Raymond, a little <laughs> bit. A little bit. That song from Top Gun is on my favourites on my uh, iPod. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. Oh, oh does it? Yeah, well, okay. Now, Phil, before hey, we um, start... Can I, can I um, have a little return serve on your man, Richie Callum? Well, that's please? just about what I was going to ask you. He's giving you a couple of whacks around the chops. Uh, it's called right of reply, mate. <laughs> Go for it, then. Now, Richie, as I've told you guys, I was at a function he hosted in Caringbar uh, what, probably six weeks ago, and I actually rang you two and told you how good he, he went. You he, did. You know, yeah, he's a you did. very, very funny bloke. But he doesn't mind giving it to people, <laughs> as you guys know. So anyway, I got a text message from one of my dead set, one of my most reliable sources. He said two West Tigers officials stormed out of the function when Richie was giving it to them. I checked back again at, at the time. And then I rang this guy again this morning. I said, Richie's again denying that he said it happened. So we've got this he said, she said situation that I don't want to waste a lot of time on. All I do know is that Richie's now blaming a Fox Sports commentator for what happened, and that was Brayton Astor. My man insists it was Richie, so where do we go? Oh, you know, we'll go around in circles. I don't want to waste time on it. Well, you just wasted three minutes. Well, ask me who I believe. Who would you believe then, Ray? I'm going to put you on the spot here. He's entitled to write a reply. Do you believe Ray or Richie? I, 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 I don't want to. I don't want to answer. And they're both friends of mine. Ask me. Hey, I'll ask you, Dina. Richie. Oh, he's just giving you up, Buzz. He's I, think, I think Richie might have had his eight to ten skewies. I couldn't quite recall what he said, but I hope he takes that the right way too because oh. he's a good bloke and he does a very good job at those functions. Yeah, but, no, I think uh, he was just stirring the pot. Hey, um, yeah. Buzz, we'll talk footy in a sec. Um, Dina and I have just been sort of transfixed on the golf and not concentrating at times this morning. Oh, but yeah. the golf's been fantastic. Cameron Smith, three shots off the pace. US, US Masters, there's something about this golf tournament. Oh, there is. I, it's the one event around on the planet that I've never been to, but I'm determined to get to. It remains on the bucket list. And mm. to, what a player, Cameron Smith, to, yeah. to hang in three off the pace. What time will he tee off in the morning, guys? Because I'll be setting the alarm clock. I think he'd been uh, the leading group, so it'd be about five-ish, I reckon. Yeah, well, I'll be setting the alarm for 5am. That is going to be so exciting. Well, he, final, group, leader, final group of men as the leaders. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. Buzz and I used to play golf with the great Scotty Boo Bailey every Monday at North Ride. Okay. We had some good times, yeah. Phil swings, not too bad, but... How, how does Buzz hit him? Yeah, no, not, not great, though. How does Dino hit him, Buzz? Very, very ordinary. Oh, I have to bring up when we played at Port Stephens, do The story. It was the 18th hole. We were playing up at Horizons, mm. and Phil beat me on the last green because the ducks had gone to the toilet on the green, and my ball got caught up <laughs> in the duck poo. And rather yeah. than Phil being a man of honour saying, <laughs> That'll do take me. the putt again, <laughs> Phil claimed victory. That'll do. Mm. I'm tipping little Bowie Bailey, who's a fierce competitor. He'd have your measure of both years, wouldn't he? Boo hits a wood out of a bunker. That's how bad he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he's got no idea, Bowie. Absolutely <laughs> oh, no idea. Ray, he uses a seven-wood chip with. 
<laughs> Poor and we were playing it. We'll get on the footy in the set. We are playing at North Ride, <laughs> and he speared one into the car park with his seven wood out of a bunker, and it's whacked a BMW, a very expensive vehicle, you know. <laughs> Those things only happen to boo, don't they? Those things only happen to boo. Hey, um, hey, Buzz, we'll get this back on track. Uh, really yeah. interested in your thoughts on the, the Cole Flanagan situation this week. He's back in first grade. He's yeah. opposing Nathan Cleary and the Panthers. been a lot said about it. What's your take on it all? Uh, my take is this, that um, I don't understand the people who have been criticising the Bulldogs for bringing him back because Penrith are undefeated and high-balling at the top of the premiership ladder. I think you put your best 17 onto the park at every opportunity. What has surprised me is the fact that we have had four rounds of football and the Canterbury Bulldogs, Trent Barrett and obviously Phil Gould, have been unable to work out who their best halfback is. To use three halves at this point of the year, why didn't they stick solid and give a couple of the boys longer? Or, you know, why is Phil Gould overruling Brent Barrett? Does any other football general manager go to the coach and say you're not allowed to pick this fella? The Bulldogs have got to make Trent Barrett accountable for his results. So if they do want to part company, say after 10 weeks of this season, they haven't won another game, at the moment, Trent Barrett can come back and say, but I wasn't allowed to pick my side. Mm. Phil Gould told me I wasn't allowed to pick Kyle Flanagan. And this is what surprised me about it all, not the fact that he's back in first grade and deserves his place because he's going very well in the New South Wales Cup. Do you agree, Bulldog? Well, it was strange comments from Gus, Buzz, in terms of, I think Gus's charter was to try to take some scrutiny away from Barrett and throw it onto himself. And that's admirable. However, all it did was confirm what most of us think or suspected from the start that Gus was running in the football organisation, including the coaching. Yeah, look, but Gus fell out with Ivan Cleary, correct, at Penrith. Sacked yes. him. Said he was too tired. Didn't want to bring him back. Tried to sign Wayne Bennett that, rather than bring Cleary back, who eventually won a grand final. Gus didn't want Anthony Griffin at Penrith when they were running fourth. About three months after extending his contract for three months for three years, he sacked him. And now we've got this position at Canterbury where he is basically telling Trent Barrett who and when he can pick the number one playmaker in the club. And that is not the job of the general manager of football. It is the job of the head coach at every NRL club. And I was really surprised, actually shocked, that he came out and said what he did. Mm -hmm. But I don't wear the criticism about them choosing him for the Penrith game rather than an easier match. Kyle's ready. He's played good, and I hope he does very well and takes on the pressure like I know he can and has a blinder, although, you know, they're going to be up against it. Mm-hmm. As a sports person, though, like Kyle would want to be out there and having a crack, so and we'll see what unfolds. Hey, Buzz, really interesting piece you got in about Payne Haas and what's the buzz today? Yeah, well, uh, Payne Haas is a, a Muslim and he's observing Ramadan um, uh, over this entire month, and 
probably fortunate for him, as I pointed out, because he can't drink or he can't eat in daylight hours, mm. that the Broncos have got uh, four night games. They played um, on Friday night against the Roosters, and they've got three more coming up. Um, what really impressed me was Ben Iken, because I ran Ben Iken about it, who's the general manager of football, former NRL 360 host, and he could not speak highly enough of the young forward's professionalism and his commitment to the club. And this is despite the indiscretion, the latest indiscretion, his third in three years um, in the video with um, Albert Kelly. He actually says that uh, Payne is as committed as any player. His work ethic is as good as any player he's ever been involved in. And I think we need to hear more of these sort of stories about Payne Huss because there's a pretty bad rap sheet and... Mm. While he's made errors away from football and alcohol-related until this latest one, he's obviously a 22-year-old who gives it a red-hot go whenever he's training or preparing mm. to play football for the Broncos. Buzz, Gold Coast Titans last night exploited what we think is a loophole uh, in the captain's challenge call. Uh, within the rules, acceptable or not in the spirit of the game? Oh, definitely not in the spirit of the game, Bulldog. And um, you, you, you've got to hand it to the coaches. Whenever the NRL introduces a new rule or comes up with um, anything to improve the quality of the, the rugby league, we watch at the grounds, Fox Sports, Channel 9, the coaches will try and come up and take an advantage from it. And there's no question the Titans tried that last night. I don't like it whatsoever. I think we're going to have to start using the sin bin for incidents like that one. can be sometimes difficult to police, but definitely not a good look for rugby league. There's enough stoppages in the game already without uh, players giving away deliberate penalties. Uh, hey, Buzz, Stephen from Tamworth has sent an SMS in, and I don't know if you can answer this, but um, why do the Bulldogs have four late Sunday games so far this season? Is it because that, that time slot's at least attended and watched Game of the Round? Oh, look, um, j- just a background, you um, Channel 9 get first pick for mm. the free-to-air games and the people at Channel 9 were obviously not confident that um, the Bulldogs, you know, would be featuring in too many appealing sort of match-of-the-round type games. Mm. So they've been left, uh, you know, Fox Sports get second choice. Uh, look, it's a very good time slot day for Fox. It's been getting very good numbers last game of the round, and okay. people have got a real appetite. I think shortly um, the Sunday games are going to go back to 2 o'clock and 4 o'clock. But that would be why. It's just a choice by Channel 9. They like to put on the sides they believe will rate best, and the Dogs won one game last year, and... Um, yes, yeah, so they obviously don't think they're much of an attraction on television. Will or should Junior Paulo get charged, Buzz? Mm. Oh, I think he probably should, Bulldog. I, uh, look, it's a difficult one. You, you really need high definition and you, you really need a stop frame. But Look, I thought it was on the nasty side. Um, not intentional. He's gone in there to make a big hit, but... I think he has collected the player from what I saw, from the quality of my television with his shoulder around his head. And I, I know the Titans player um, suffered a shoulder injury more than a head injury. But, um, look, I, I think they've got to have a good look at it. And I, I wouldn't be surprised 
if he does some time over it. What mm. do you think? My first thought was it was okay. It was a good tackle, shoulder to shoulder. But when you do see a slow-mo, and you know we do a lot of things in rugby league these days in slow-mo, and it's not always accurate in mm. terms of... It makes things tends to make things look worse, Buzz. But in slow mo, it does look like there is some connection with the head. Yes, there's, there's no disputing that. There was one of those. It was really inconclusive, and they're going to need the best technology, the match review committee, to to work out what to do here. Look, the game is all about collisions, and rugby league is so popular on the eastern seaboard because of the gladiatorial nature of the game and the big guys like Junior Paulo, you know, are so aggressive and Hargreaves and uh, Fisher Harris at Penrith and, and they're, they're old school hitmen, those mm. sort of players and it's part of the beauty of rugby league, if I can say that. But, um, you know, no one wants to... These days with concussion and everything else, the game has got to be policed better than it was in the old days and... Um, a lot of people are hanging out for a match review verdict on that incident. I, the worst tackle, though, Bulldog, and I don't know if you guys have seen. Did you see that female streaker? Yes, we did. did Got absolutely polaxed. Oh, I thought that was over the top. Well, we spoke about it in the show this morning, Buzz, and you know we had a bit of a, a laugh about the whole scenario, but we did think that perhaps she could have been treated a little more gently. You know, like that was mm. a. Really heavy, but that, that could have put her in the hospital. Yeah, it could have. Been, I mean, she shouldn't um, have been there. Don't get me wrong. No, no. I'm just saying, it could have been handled a little bit softer. Security have a tough job at the footy. Um, they've got to protect the players. Number one, you know, from uh, pitch invaders. But they're also there to protect the fans. And when it's a female, you, 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 oh, I just thought it was an inappropriate response. Uh, I, don't mm. think, I, I don't think there needed to be, uh, what's the word? I, I just don't think there needed to be as much aggression. Have we heard it? Uh, Is she okay? Any, look, seriously? Yeah. With, look, yeah, no, I know, Ray. Look, I've checked with the Titans this morning and the woman apparently is okay, which is the good news. Um uh, I'm not sure. I'm told she... Um, I've just got a text now from Steve Mitchell at the Titans, the chief executive, and uh, the lady will face a magistrate in court over what happened and a $5,000 fine. But fortunately, she is OK, and, and that's what I was concerned about. Could have about broken her the... ribs, Dino. Mm. Absolutely. But, Buzz, before you go, just... Kieran from Canberra has chimed in. G'day, Ray, can you please be my dad? You make my Sunday mornings very pleasant. Buzz can be the pest of an uncle, chiming in all the time in the background. Cheers, Kieran. What do you think of that, Buzz? Uh, good morning, Kieran. Kieran? Yeah. The pesky I... uncle. The what? The pesky uncle. They say you're a pest. Well, look, Bulldog, <laughs> I'm never, ever going to win a popularity contest alongside the great Ray Thomas. That's and true. just quietly, I don't no, think no, you will. Neither would Mother <laughs> Teresa. <laughs> so, uh, but we've all got different uh, contributions to the show, let's say. And, um, I'm sorry, Kieran, if I'm like that. I'm <laughs> well, my best buddy. So I've had a bad morning. I've had Richie and Kieran. <laughs> 
right. Well, what we do want you, though, is is for Buzz, is for your expert opinion. And just quickly, mate, two games to complete round five. At 4.05pm, your Sharkies take on the Tigers. And at 6.15pm, Buzz, it's the Doggies versus the Panthers. Sun shining in the shire this morning, uh, guys. And I'll You'll be there. there at, You'll be I'll there. be there, 4.05, in my the seats in the Andrew Weddinghouse and stand. I think the Sharks will be far too strong. Always a danger game, the West Tigers. You relax a little bit. They're so overdue for a win. But I'm sure Craig Fitzgibbon will have them up. And, look, I think Penrith win by 20 minimum. And uh, they're just too good for this Bulldog side that has been uh, such a major disappointment in recent weeks. Hey, terrific, Buzz. Um, always appreciate your thoughts on a Sunday morning. We'll talk next week. Good on you, guys. See you, mate. Cheers now.